Why then? Why did you lie to them and tell them that you'll finish this podcast before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out? Welcome to Got It Memorized, a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast trying to make sense of this mess before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. I almost said before Kingdom Hearts 2 comes out. That would be (laughs) wild. You might even figure out what's going on, maybe. I'm Wheels, and I'm joined as always by Joe. How are you, Joe? I'm great. We've gotten so deep into Dream Drop Distance's bullshit that now we're going to time travel. And go back. What if somehow we did finish this <laughs> podcast before Kingdom Hearts? Like they're gonna re-release Kingdom Hearts two again, right? So technically, I mean, probably there's gonna be more consoles to sell it for, and they yeah. love to sell those games. Hell yeah, they do. Anyways, this week we are making our probably sixth or seventh trip back to Traverse Town. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah. I wonder how many. I wonder if it's. I wonder what world we visited Ooh. the most. Destiny Islands or Travis Town or Twilight Town. Ooh, that's true, because Travers Town isn't in Birth by Sleep, but there's three Destiny Islands in it. Yeah. Hmm. I guess you don't play in it, though. It's true. It depends how you count. Anyway, Riku is in Travers Town, and he says, Travers Town, why am I back here? Haven't we done everything here? You hear <laughs> footstep sounds, and Riku uh, realizes who those footsteps are and says, Joshua. How does he know what his feet sound like? Uh, you don't know what they're doing off screen. I, I guess I don't, but god damn. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, do you want to just, I guess I'll just be Joshua in this scene. Sure. Nice of you to join us. What happened? Trouble happened. I was hoping one of you could help. When did Sora get here? Bravo, Riku. Why can't he be this quick on the uptake? <laughs> yeah, well, Sora's a little, uh... Let's get down to the problem. We've got a nasty dream eater on our hands. It keeps jumping between worlds. Not only that, it knows how to summon creatures like it. Pretty powerful ones, too. The others are on a mission to stop it, but they need help. Ugh, I was just saying, I was hoping to get out of this world. I, uh, no. <laughs> he says, I don't want to be here. They, I kind of did just meet you like the one time. He says, the others, you mean Shiki and her friends? That's right. They all found their game partners, and Shiki is over fighting in the other Travers Town. In fact, Sora's helping them out. Good to hear. So what can I do? Actually, the Dream Eater just reappeared in the Fountain Plaza. I sent Beat and his partner to face it. I'm on it. Riku- oh god. <laughs> this is where a bunch of shit that doesn't really matter comes up. Riku, uh-huh. there's something else you need to know. These two Traverse Towns separated by the portal, I was under the impression they were parallel worlds, whatever that means, but it looks like I was wrong about that. Wrong how? That's where it gets tricky. After you and Sora left, Shiki crossed the portal to join her game partner. Did you notice that players have a mission timer inscribed on their hands? That's a thing that we didn't mention in the last recap when we were in Traverse Town, but yes, that is a thing that happens in The World Ends With You, and it's also briefly shown on screen uh, previously when Sora meets Neku. I think we covered it, but the thing is Riku does not cover it. It's only in Sora. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Well, when she got to the other side, Shiki had more time left on her clock than her partner. And when Beat's partner crossed over to the other side, she had less time left. I guess we can assume from my tone 
that this is not normal for the world ends with you. <laughs> so the Weeble enters at A, and the Weeble <laughs> goes back and forth between A and B. If you leave the box open, it'll just be spit back out at A with some extra time. But if the Weeble were smart, sorry, this is a direct quote from Primer. Someone out there <laughs> is like, hell yeah. Uh, it's probably no one. Anyway. It's you listening back to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Riku says, so time flows differently here than there? So what? That's true of any two worlds. Their home world would be running on a different time axis, <laughs> too. Sorry, who are you, I Riku? like how casually we just, uh, uh, like, yeah, every world has completely different flows you of time. You remember this term that's come up before? The time, time axis? axis. <laughs> yes, I understand that, of course, don't we all? But if these Traverse Do towns... I look like an idiot? <laughs> I'm an omniscient god. Of course I know about the time axis. Ugh. Yes, I understand that. But if these Traverse Towns were parallel worlds, then time would flow the same in both. But it doesn't. Ergo, they are not parallel worlds. You mean there's a past and a future? What the fuck? <laughs> what a jump. <laughs> <laughs> no, impossible. These worlds but are... isn't there? Isn't there a past and a future? There is. There are days of future past, and uh, this game is all fucking about time travel and shit, and being in worlds in the past of them, but Joshua goes on to say, no, impossible. The worlds are clearly separate. It's not just time that sets them apart. As you yourself noted, every world flows at its own pace, which tells me that, for all their similarities, these are two distinct worlds. Distinct worlds? Super baby method? Yes, but this is all conjecture. It's like the same world imagined by two people. What does that tell you? That we're in... A time cube. No, he says a dream. <laughs> we're in a dream. Joshua says, Yes, bravo again, Riku. In which case, none of this may matter one bit to me or my friends, but to you and Sora, I think it might be a vital clue. Right, thanks. So, you need me in the plaza. Wow, I'm running out of bravos. Be right back. That line he goes there. sounds awkward because the word bravos should not be said. Why yeah. does Josh, I guess I just made a joke about him being omniscient. I was going to say, why does Joshua just know that they're doing a dream game thing? But it don't matter. Well, this is all conjecture, but it's <laughs> like the same world is ima being imagined by two people. And what does that tell you? That we're all in the snow globe. Yeah. Uh, this next scene where Riku goes to beat and beat is, you know, how beat is. Beat's getting beat by a big dream eater. Rhyme mm. is there too. Rhyme is there. They're, they're like, hey, why don't you have your dream eaters helping you? And apparently they don't do that after they find their game partner. Sure. Yeah, they got magic buttons now. Mm-hmm. I do. I'm just like gravitating to this line of beat because, because it's misspelled, it's underlined. So I'm visually gravitating to it. But I am just imagining it in Hank Hill's voice going, Bwah! <laughs> I mean, he kind of does do that. Uh, Rhyme, so Beat's like, oh, Riku, I don't need your help. And then Rhyme was like, like five seconds ago, you were wondering where Riku was. And now you're pretending you don't need him. And then Beat goes, Bwah! don't tell him that. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, Riku fights all the Dream Eaters for like 30 minutes. Uh, yeah, let's skip through rhyme and beat and riku have like they bond a little yeah. they become pals there's a good joke where riku says you two are cut of the same cloth and beat says i ain't made a cloth 
<laughs> oh, I love it when people don't get jokes. Uh, everyone laughs, then the keyhole appears. Joshua says, Riku, remember what I said. Be careful. If this really is a dream, it's going to lie to you. Make you think it's real. And then Riku seals the keyhole. Yeah. Um, does, I don't, does he seal the keyhole? The thing about this, there's a dream meter they're fighting that can jump between worlds, and it jumps to the other Traverse Town, so Riku's just like, well, we fucked up. Anyways, bye. I wrote that he sealed the keyhole, so I'm pretty sure he seals the keyhole. Because they both always you. seal the keyhole in both worlds, I think. I agree with... I don't know if the second Traverse Town visit is included in that, because they did it the first time, but I wouldn't be surprised either way. Um, okay. Don't correct us. Sora's turn to do Traverse Town. He says, oh, I'm back in Traverse Town. Joshua says, "Why? why? he's sitting like on a ledge uh, way above oh, Sora yeah. and says, why, hello down there, Sora. I've been waiting. You do know you can wait on the ground, right? Come <laughs> down so we can talk. Now? What do you mean now? You're the one who said you were waiting. <laughs> you know, you're turning more into Neku every day. But listen, I'm glad you two showed up. You two? Does that mean Riku's here? Yes, but you and he are still a world apart. He didn't seem especially worried. He knows he'll find you. Yeah. Just look at Neku. He and the others all found their game partners. Oh, they're back home safe now? Nope. <laughs> Remember what I told you? Their existence is on the line, and the Reapers are dead set on erasing them for good. But they found refuge in this world, and each other, too. Reapers? Right. If Neku and the others want to get back to where they came from, they have to win the Reapers game. It's like a series of missions. Those are the rules of their home ground. Except this time, the mission is a tough one. They're pitted against a Dream Eater that can summon a hundred more like it. So, I was sort of hoping you and Riku could help us out. You have your keyblades, and with those, we might still have a chance. Well, I'm glad he's here with me. That's your only thing to say about this. This all just washed over Sora. He don't care. If he is, Riku's on one side of the portal, and you're on the other. He may be by your side, and he might be a million miles away. You can't measure the distance in time or space, <laughs> even without the wall between you. It's hard to say. Joshua, is not hard to say. You fucking know. That's like your thing. He knows all the things. Sora says, don't worry, he's with me, even when it might seem like he's not. Then you two are lucky. You and your friends are lucky too, Joshua. I appreciate you saying that with conviction, <laughs> even though you have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> that is such a good, I'm gonna, I need to work that into my day-to-day -day life. That line is so good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Joe, don't worry, everything will be all right. I appreciate you saying that with conviction, even though you have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Sora says, hey Anyway, Neku and his partner I pinned down in the plaza I can count on you, right? Always And he goes and does that He goes and fights the Dream Eaters The Nightmares And whatever. then he and Shiki and Neku bond Mm-hmm And then Sora doesn't really do it either Um, yeah, so they, they like They fight it off a little bit But it runs away They chase it into the third district which we skimmed over this with Riku, but like Riku fights it in the third district and the thing kind of disappears. Um, Sora fights it twice. He fights it once and then he chases it into the third district uh, after it's already disappeared. It's like it. Sora fights it, then it appears in Riku's world. He yeah. fights it, then Sora fights it again in the third district. They finally beat it. Keyhole appears. It gets sucked into the keyhole and they're like, damn, I guess we're never going to win the Reapers game because our target just left the world. And Sora's like, I'll go chasing after it for you. 
I'm assuming this is sad where they say, see you in Shibuya. <laughs> it feels, I mean, sad. I mean, it's just, it's just where they live. Yeah, I just like, is that going to happen? Probably not, right? <laughs> Anyways, Joshua says, anything I should pass on to Riku? Nah, I'll see him soon. That's Sora. That's the end of Traverse Town, I think, for this game. Probably. He seals the keyhole. Yeah. Uh, we get now a cutscene in Disney Castle. If you remember, we got a letter from Maleficent saying that Minnie was kidnapped, and Mickey, Donald, and Goofy ran off to deal with that. And we now see them in Mickey's little office study, the setting of Recoded, which I say that because it's irrelevant. Donald says, Pete, you big thug. I, there's no Donald voice within me. <laughs> no, and, and there never has been within me either. I think we've <laughs> all just kind of, throughout the entirety of this podcast, I think you and I have done all we can to just avoid talking as Donald. <laughs> and we just really haven't recently. Like, Donald and Goofy have not shown up that much in Birth by Sleep and Recoded. So it's just like, oh, we can just skim over what they say because, woo, I'm not doing a Donald yeah. voice. Duck sounds. Pete says, Thug works for me. We all got a role to play, right? Garsh, at least he's honest in a dishonest sort of way. Maleficent says, she's there too. She <laughs> says, silence. No underling of mine shall be insulted so. I have great plans for dear Pete and for all the worlds once I've taken them for my own. Oh, then I've got bad news for you. That day's never gonna come. Uh, the camera pans here, and you can see that Pete is, like, holding Minnie hostage, and Maleficent continues. Perhaps you should take a few moments to reconsider, or does the Queen's life mean nothing to you at all? Not really. I mean, I don't come back here for a reason. I'm bad. Uh. <laughs> he's a deadbeat dad, and he's not, <laughs> even, not even a dad. He's just a deadbeat. Do you want I feel like you're better at Minnie. There's, there's like, a different affectation to it. Mickey! You listen to her. You can't let Maleficent have her way. No, Minnie. All right, Maleficent, tell us what you want. Is this good radio? We're just doing no. Mickey Mouse voices. <laughs> let me see. Shall I begin with this world? I much preferred it in its darker, more ominous permutation. Pete says, you said it. This place needs some lights out time. Mickey's like, you're lying. You wouldn't bother if you were just trying to kidnap Minnie. What are you really after? And she says, Very perceptive. I presume you are familiar with Xehanort, the man who led me to discover worlds outside of my own. And he's like, yes. And she says, uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, God, that's such a long paragraph. Yeah, basically what she says is like, the way that he taught me to take over worlds with the princesses of heart and whatnot that was bullshit didn't and hard. Work. It was hard, and I didn't like it. So now I found out that there's these data worlds, and that's much easier. <laughs> you do have the data for all the worlds, do you not? And now you will hand it over to me. Mickey's like, what do you mean? That toad does not how the data even fucking works. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Are you really saying that there was a world where we, there was a game where we went into a computer? Seems fake to me. <laughs> Pete says, don't you bozos pretend you don't remember. Me and Maleficent was trapped inside it. Now cough it up. And you see like a flashback of Recoded because no one fucking played Recoded. <laughs> Why do you want the data? I'm afraid that is no concern of yours. Uh-uh-uh. Wouldn't want her royal mini-mousiness to get a boo-boo, would we? Oh, God. 
<laughs> it's me again. <laughs> I see you fail to recognize the futility of your situation. Very well. Face your doom! And she fires off a blast at them. But for not, as we see a red chakram fly in and block it, and Minnie gets free and, like, casts a spell or whatever, and then they're it's fine. Mickey's like, Maleficent, you lose! Say, uh, m'lady, I think the pipsqueak's right. We better hit the road. I know now that I s what I seek lies within these walls. Trust that I will eliminate you in good time. Hey, wait for me! Maleficent, wait! They both go running into a dark portal. And then through another dark por portal. Actually, I don't think we... We just see a black cloak at first, don't we? Or I mean, yeah, but like... We, uh, yeah, we can... <laughs> the camera will pan in three seconds. Yeah, and Mickey says, You used the darkness to get here? That was reckless. But gosh, I didn't expect you to save us, Axel. Axel didn't. My name is Lee. Got it memorized? And that's the end of that scene. He's a good guy now. Flip a switch. Just ignore all the other things. <laughs> ignore when he wasn't. Dying often makes you think, man, what did I do to get here? <laughs> How do I avoid that again? What if I didn't do that this time? That was pretty fucked up. I'm invincible! <laughs> I mean, he's back. Man, I love misfits. <laughs> 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 oh, the country of musketeers is the next world. Sora dives into it first, and we see him meeting Donald, Goofy, and Mickey. Um, they're fighting a Dream Eater. They're dressed like the musketeers. They don't know who Sora is because that's how these worlds work. It's made clear that uh, Mickey can tell from Sora's keyblade that he knows that Sora's from another world, but he doesn't know Sora. Mickey reveals that he is visiting this world from another because there's some... There's, there's some evil afoot, and he and uh, Donald the Goofy came to stop it. I like alt-history musketeers where Mickey still knows what Keyblades are. Yeah, it's real weird. No. It doesn't really come up other than this one time where he's like, I know you're from another world. And so he's like, uh, now I'm confused again. And Mickey says, you seem confused. <laughs> uh, then they fight some Dream Eaters. Sora takes care of it because he has the Keyblade. He remakes friends with Donald and Goofy, and they... Several times throughout this world, we'll try and just leave him behind, uh, and he does not let them. It's, it's so weird. It's the, like the way in which they do it, and he's like, wait, wait for me. It's almost like they talk about him like he's not fucking there. It's so weird. Like at one point, Mickey is talking to Pete, and he's like, the f it's three against one, and Sora is just there. <laughs> and it's so fucking weird because it's like, it's almost like they just took the film, the Mickey Mouse Three Musketeers, and, and just like photoshopped it, like, like vector animated Sora into it. Fucking and like they already had all the lines. Forrest so they couldn't Gump's change them. Sora into it's, Three Musketeers. It's so weird. <laughs> it's, it's bizarre. It's funny. This is a funny world. Yeah. So Sora ends up helping them. They go to protect a princess mini from what are the bad guys called? They're called the Beagle Boys. They're called the Beagle Boys. Mm. Uh, not to be confused with the Beetleborgs. <laughs> um, For some but, reason, uh, I was like, it can't be the Bookhouse Boys, right? <laughs> That's what I think it is, but it can't be that. Does <laughs> uh, the little teardrop motion. Is that what they do? What do the Bookhouse Boys do? It's that a teardrop motion, right? right? That sounds right. It's um, been, I guess, a year now. 
<laughs> I'll see you again in 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> um, fuck. Uh, so anyway, uh, they're called the Beagle Boys, but in my notes, I just called them the Ne'er-Do-Wells because we don't get their name until like an information card way later. And I had already committed to calling them the Ne'er-Do-Wells. They're, we'll find out later. They're Pete's uh, miscreants. Pete is like the the sheriff or the the captain i think they call him yeah but it turns out that he's evil and he was the one trying to kin- kidnap many the whole time they chase after the Be- beelborgs they like <laughs> uh they fail to save many but then they save many um the beetleborgs not to be confused with the beagle boys <laughs> they, they are just also here now the old, the- <laughs> oh man i love interstitial <laughs> the most ambitious crossover event in history i'm just scrolling but i do see source saying hey aren't you forgetting someone and this could be anywhere in this world <laughs> um they eventually get to like this stage ple- it's an opera house that's the word because once they find out that pete is evil i was gonna say stage play room <laughs> is there they, a word uh, for that <laughs> once they find once they find out pete is evil the three musketeers and Minnie are standing on the stage and sora is like running after them pete springs a trap that causes a big box to fall on all four of them but sora tries to block it but he's too far away and then it just disappears because riku did his thing in his world yeah which is weird for a couple of reasons i'll save it for riku's story yeah it disappears like magic yeah and they make such a big deal out of it as if like i mean it's just a box visually so i'm just like okay I mean, it's bigger things have hit goofy bef- well bigger things will hit goofy in the future yeah <laughs> This this Goofy's future, but in Sora's past. Damn. But it's fine, and then Sora fights the Beetleborgs, and that wins. There's some... Yep. Uh, Yeah, he fights Pete, too, at one point. Mm-hmm. We did skip over the very funny scene where Goofy has a plan, and he dives out of a window. Oh, it's very funny. He dives out of a window with Mickey. He's like, I've got an idea. And he jumps out the window with Mickey. They land on a tree. It slingshots them all the way back up to the top of the tower they jumped out of. And they hit the Beagle Boys and knock them out the window and they die. Yeah. <laughs> good uh, good physical comedy being recapped here. I got it memorized. Mm-hmm. Is that it? I mean, he... yeah, they beat Pete and everyone's happy. Uh, Sora and all the, the musketeers get uh, dubbed by uh, Princess Minnie as royal musketeers. Mm-hmm. Um, this time for real, because the last time it was kind of fake, which, okay. Yeah, because Pete was evil and he was the one that made the musketeers. So it doesn't count. Yeah. You know that thing about how when people in power do things, if they're evil, it doesn't count? Mm-hmm. <laughs> which... <laughs> which, which is why the United States has never had a president. <laughs> Oh, oh! what does Riku do in this world? Not much. No, uh, he shows up at the opera house. He sees them practicing their trap with wooden cutouts of Mickey, Donald, and Goofy. Very uh, good. He saves Minnie, like, right at the beginning, and then he and Minnie decide they need to go and sabotage the trap. Uh, then they do. Yeah. Uh, he fights a Dream Eater boss along the way. Yeah, he fights the, the near-do-well Beetleborg boys. Um, to get the gear turn thing to stop the trap from happening, and somehow doing it in his world works in Sora's world. So, but in a weird way where it drops, but then the box just disappears instead of just not dropping. You also hear like other world Pete voice say, "Impossible." I mean, I guess you would still like, say that even if it only happens to the 
the three musketeers not featuring Sora. Oh, huh. Because they're still there, presumably. So yeah, so he in in his eyes, he just say, but no, he even says like, "I got you this time, Sora," or something Does like he? that. Doesn't he? I don't. I don't. Oh, I no. was not paying that much attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. was he says, playing Smash. Bros. Looks like. Yeah, he 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 stops the he stops the gear the the trap, and you hear Pete from like up the other side of the wall. You're right. You hear him from the other side of the wall, mm-hmm. uh, in, because it's like the same timeline Does or whatever. And it's just the three musketeers. And and he Pete says impossible. Then Riku says, "Looks like I was right in the nick of time, Sora." Yeah. So Riku well, says that. Yeah. So he just that's ass- what I mean. He just yeah. assumes he helped Sora, which I guess he did. But how does he know? I don't know, because he knows it in his heart. They're best friends forever. God, the fucking, like, red string wrapped around their hearts connecting them. Yeah. Minnie tells him to say the thing, and he says the thing. All for one and one for all. He says it. Uh, Keyhole appears. Riku seals it. Yep. And now we get a cutscene in Yen Sid's tower. Uh, You see Lee saying something to Yen Sid, but we can't hear what he says. But what we do hear is Donald, Goofy, and Mickey say, What? Yep. Donald says... Yeah. Absolutely not. Yen Sid says, I sense something was amiss nearly the moment Sora and Riku depart. What do you think Lee said? <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> he said, Actually, Recoded is the best game. <laughs> Data Riku will return in Kingdom Hearts 3 Infinity War. The GBA version of Chain of Memories is better than the remake. You say that, all right. There are people. I mean, who that is kind that. of the default take. Yeah. yeah. Um, it just doesn't work with three dimensions. I, I give me a keyblade, the old fuck. Actually, Luxord's my favorite. <laughs> I like season two of True Detective more than the first. I think Lost ended the way it should have. Uh, <laughs> the the M Night Shyamalan adaptation of Avatar: The Last Airbender is the only real telling of that story. <laughs> I can't keep doing this. Jensen says, I sense something was, am- was amiss. Nearly the moment Sora and Riku departed, Zehanort must have known what we were attempting before we even began. Goofy says, but do you know where they are? You must understand. That sounds like no. This, <laughs> this examination is in no way how the mark of mastery is usually found. However, in light of what they must do next, it was a necessity. If Sora and Riku complete their test by finding the seven doors corresponding to se- the seven pure lights, they will return home with a new power, at which point they will be true masters. However, the dangers make this more trial than test. Sounds like you're just making it up as you go along, old man. Mickey says, but are they safe now? <sighs> safe? Mm. Considering their ability, now? I would like to believe they are. Mm. <laughs> However, all my attempts to locate Sora and Riku end <laughs> questionably. I <laughs> 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 fucking idiot old doofus hate you. Zehanort is a devious tactician. There is nothing we can do that he will not, to some extent, <laughs> be able to predict. He's reading the Prima game guide before it's released. <laughs> Mickey says. So? Man, they went out of business, you know that? No, I didn't. I guess I'm not surprised. Yeah, pretty, like, they just fucking shut shut, shut their doors, Mm. like, pretty recently, I think? Hmm. I mean, I guess 
the internet has made them different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're just, I don't know. People like art still, though. Now I guess now they just sell art books instead. <laughs> yup. And then, then you watch Jet Monkey HD. Uh, Mickey Mouse says, uh, so? <laughs> Mickey doesn't give a shit. <laughs> Where Yensen are the says, kids, Yensen? <laughs> As you can see, the organization's members are complete people once again. Zehanort will be no different. We cannot afford another moment's hesitation. We must consider any strategy to outwit Zehanort and catch him off guard. I must warn you again, the road will not be easy. Lee says, fine, let's jump right in. Riku jumps right into a world called Symphony of Sorcery. It's a uh, fantasia. Yeah, and we see the bottom of Yinset's tower, but it's flooding and it's a dream. Mm-hmm. And he runs up. Yeah, to the let's top. be clear. It's not the Yensid's Tower. It's Dream Yensid's Tower from Fantasia. Yeah, from yeah, Sleeping World, Symphony of Sorcery. Rick, Rick, Ricky, <laughs> <laughs> Riku gets to the top of the tower, sees Mickey, and says, "Mickey, man, just cast Ricky Martin as Riku in the film adaptation." Honestly, honestly, mm-hmm. <laughs> live in La Vida Sora. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey's like in this trance where he can't stop conducting he's just sitting in yensid's chair in his like fantasia outfit with the hat with yensid's hat yes um he like can't speak but he can echo speak to riku whom he doesn't know because it's the whole thing Mm -hmm. where it's the past mickey not the now mickey um he tells riku there are three different mickey mouses in this game Jesus Christ. We, t- we joke That's about how many so Soras there are, but there are a lot yeah. of Mice Kings. Yeah, and then counting Kingdom Hearts 2, there are, there's a, at least one more. Uh-huh. Um, and, it, and that's if you're not counting each world as a separate Mouse King. What? Because like, technically Sora meets uh, a Mickey Mouse, and Riku meets a different Mickey sure. Mouse. Sure, yeah, and I, we will find out they're kind of different dreams. <laughs> um, anyway... Uh, Mickey voice tells Riku that it's the musical score that's bewitching him and he has to jump into a different musical f- score to find the pun is a sound idea, mm-hmm. but a sound idea, but a sound idea. An idea like of sa- sound. Like, yeah, but it's also sound it's, as in valid. Yeah. It's funny. It's a good pun. It's, I like it's it. It's good stuff. Um, Riku flies around. You hear great Fantasia music. He fights mm-hmm. some dream eaters, does some rhythm games. The music's great. Yep, he finds Sora the sound pulls idea. out his smartphone, starts playing Love Live, getting all the combos, hmm. the ultra-rare pictures of uh, schoolgirls. It's kind of weird, actually, this integration into Kingdom Hearts. Uh, <laughs> but here we are. Mobile that games. Does not Kingdom Hearts mobile games? Weird. They'd never do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just <laughs> That a, doesn't exist. It's just a lot of running through the worlds. And they look nice, and they sound nice. But nothing happens till the end. Yeah, he finds the sound idea. Uh, but then suddenly the world turns black and Riku begins to fall in complete blackness. He finds himself floating down uh, next to some Chernabog volcanoes and young Xehanort is standing there. Riku says, you waiting for me? Yes, the boy chosen by the Keyblade, Riku. Uh, what? It was yours, wasn't it? But you succumbed to the darkness you could not control. And your prize, the Keyblade, passed on to Sora instead. Your mistakes always end up being other people's problems. Maybe so, but I'm here to change all of that. Is he? Eh. Once again, you performed predictably. 
although on a grander scale than I imagined. If you're feeling so chatty, let's skip to where you reveal what this is all about. I don't know how you did it, but you really have found a way to trap darkness inside your heart. And a boy who's immune to darkness is of no use to us. Then why the fuck are y'all after Sora for so goddamn long? That boy is pure light! <laughs> Riku says, well, there's some good news. Oh, well, no, I guess they're like, well, there's some good news. There we go. Then perish. <laughs> no, uh, he says, your abyss awaits. Same and then energy. the volcano erupts. Chernabog comes out of it. Young Xehanort fucks off. Uh, Riku fights Chernabog. It's the big demon from Fantasia, if you didn't know. Yeah, it was also in Kingdom Hearts 1. If you did not know, that mm -hmm. was from Fantasia. Also good Fantasia music in that game. Uh, Riku wakes mm -hmm. up in the Yensid room again and has the musical score. Mickey Mouse echoes and says, Thank you, Riku. Say, can we try out that sound idea? Uh, they do. Nothing really happens. But then a second sound idea appears. They start to harmonize. It starts playing Dearly Beloved. And then uh, Mickey wakes up. And he asks, like, what happened? What? Why did that work if it wasn't working? And Riku says, because of Sora. And Mickey's like, Sora, funny. Just hearing that name kind of makes me want to smile. And Riku's like, yeah, he's a good dude. He's a good boy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Mickey's like, well, two ideas you had did what we needed it to do. Y'all are just, man, let's just talk a long time about how y'all are such a good combination of boys. Yeah, Mickey says, it's like each of you is holding on to a little part of the other. Your hearts are always in tune, so they're free to sing. Gosh, I hope I can be part of the team someday. Does he say the team or a team? He says the team. That's weirder to me. I hope I can join your relationship. <laughs> Is that a normal thing to die? Well, <laughs> Is that a thing I can say to people? <laughs> I want to, can, can I just join? Here's my resume. Here, here are my thoughts. What about me too? <laughs> Oh, Michael there's nothing, Mouse. There's nothing strange about polyamory, although there is kind of something strange about walking up to someone you just met and said, Me too! Hey, can I, can I join your previously established <laughs> relationship too right now? Yes. <laughs> that is just a little weird. Mm -hmm. Suriku seals keyhole. And now it's Sora's turn to do that same thing. Only he goes to, he sees I mean, different he places. he does, and it's over. Yeah, he sees different places, and when he gets to the end, to his sound idea, he meets young Zaynord as well, but the conversation goes a little differently. A little something like this. <laughs> Who do you want to be? Uh, I'll do young Zaynord this time. So easily you sink into the depths of slumber. Huh? Why are you here? Beautiful world, isn't it? Almost like a dream. Hmm? Hmm? Why are you following Almost. me around? <laughs> Almost like a dream. Young Zaynard says, you really haven't caught on? Or are you just assuming it's all part of your little test? I'm not part of the dream. And if you thought I was, then you're softer than they say. <laughs> Is the sound that Sora makes. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what the fuck? Why can't anything just make goddamn sense? I'm just a small boy. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's in the Musketeers world where he gives that good, good line delivery of, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> to Donald. <laughs> young, I almost said Yin said. Young Xehanort says, but this will all be over soon. Just who are you people? Sleep on and we will meet again. <laughs> Is the sound that Sora makes as young Xehanort just vanishes, not even into a darkness portal, Oops. I don't think. Sora says, what does that mean? <laughs> 
And, you know, I relate more to Sora now than ever. Uh, but he continues. Yeah, especially in this game that doesn't make goddamn sense. Yeah, no. So, like, so all of the young Xehanort appearing in the world are so just like, here's some cryptic bullshit that will kind of tie into the plot that happens only in the last world. <sighs> anyway, Sora gets the sound idea, goes back to the tower, plays it, and Mickey's like, oh, fuck, only one's not good enough. Ah, uh, we're dead. But Riku comes in and saves the day somehow. And that's uh, uh, like not physically, but in the same way, like yeah. they got their sound ideas in their own worlds yeah. at the, the same second, time. The whatever. second one pops up and they good. And uh, I think I think that's it. Oh, there's the last cutscene. Uh, we got another scene in yet in the real Yensid's tower, yes. but that's it for that world. Sora seals the keyhole. Mm-hmm. Remember, we used to think the disorienting stuff and the Kingdom Hearts games was good. <laughs> and now <laughs> it's all a matter of degrees, right? It's all a matter of like how much is in the mm-hmm. like. Uh, the recipe of dream drop distance is mostly that stuff. Yeah, like like the 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 Roxas stuff is just so well timed, I think, and paced. Dream drop distance, yeah. Dream drop distance is like the experience of being ratioed on Twitter for like <laughs> hours. What it's do you just mean? Like, it's just like I don't know. I just said what I thought, and now everyone is saying I'm wrong. There's two of me somehow. I'm turning into a corn cob. I don't fucking I'm understand. Owned. I'm not owned. <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ. Ah. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. That's how I feel. This last cutscene is in Yinsit's tower, and Mickey opens up the the silence. By saying, Master Yin Sid, gosh, do you think he'll ever be able to do it? <sighs> hmm, it's clear you cannot teach a cat to bark. I've seen a cat but bark. Merlin, <laughs> but Merlin and the three good fairies are aiding him in a place that's more temporally flexible. Hey, is there a typo in this line? This line is, this line is nothing. Temporally? Right? <laughs> are they in the hyperbolic time chamber for real, though? My hope is that he can at least learn to wield it. He certainly has fire, so I suppose now it depends on how strongly it burns. Oh, good one, Yin Sid. Uh, but what about... That's not what I was asking about. I just... Do you think he's gonna wield the Keyblade or not? <laughs> Anyways, what about Sora and Riku? Well, if we are running on the assumption Xehanort knew what we were planning, then he still would need to have been there, back in the very place and time when the Destiny Islands were lost to darkness. But that- Xehanort's never been to Destiny Islands. We're fine. (laughs) Otherwise, Sora and Riku would have been beyond his reach. Gee, do you really think it's possible Xehanort could have planned things that far in advance? Or is this all just kind of retconny bullshit? No, as a matter of fact, I do not. (laughs) Goofy says, but what if he did the same thing Sora and Riku did and he jumped through time? Stop, 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 stop. Goofy voice. What if he jumped through time? Master Xehanort said. <laughs> this is the first time that what Sora and Riku are doing is being described as jumped through time, and it's just here. Yeah. Uh-huh. When Was that when they first went into the sleeping worlds? Are they saying that's jumping through time? It's kind of messy, because the sleeping worlds are kind of, rep- like, they are dreams. And th- they go to Destiny Islands. They look like they look like their younger selves uh-huh. when they're in these sleeping worlds. Yeah, and then in the, in the sleeping worlds, the events that take place are considerably from the past. Uh, so I uh, 
Yens, yeah, Goofy asks, could he, have, could he have jumped through time? And Jensen says, oh, no, no, heavens, no. For that to work, a version of himself would have had to exist at both source and destination. Not even Xehanort can transport his whole body across vast distances, vast reaches of time. Don't worry about it. It's not like there's 13 of the guy and he's systematically placed <sighs> himself anywhere he needs to jump to, Mickey says. Oh, oh, no, oh, no, fuck! <laughs> I remember! Xehanort did give up his body! It was a version of him that was possessing Riku in the weird black cloak. It's just a heart. I don't know why it has a cloak, but it is the heart of Xehanort. I don't... Yensid uh. acts like he's never... He never realized Riku was possessed <laughs> and says, No, it cannot be. Could he be that cunning? Possess that kind of foresight? Has Nomura actually managed to connect all these stupid dots in a way that almost makes sense? No. <laughs> okay, we're good then. <laughs> Mickey says, If it's alright with you, can I go and help Sora and Riku out? How? You cannot enter the world of a dream? Dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> You're not. It's impossible for you to do it, even though we established it's pretty easy. And other people are uh, currently doing it. Where will you go? If Xehanort really is behind all this, then they won't stay in the dream worlds forever. Eventually, they'll appear somewhere that we can go reach them. And we can even probably guess the place. Follow the hearts, and you'll find the way. That's something Master Aqua told me once. Did Aqua ever actually say that? Donald says, wow, name drop much. <laughs> Goofy says, we're going too. Oh, fellas, you're my best pals, but this time I really do need to go it alone. The dangers are greater than anything we faced ever before. If something were to happen to Sora and Riku and me, then you'll be the only ones left to keep this world safe. So actually, I guess it's kind of fucked either way. <laughs> and Sid says, Mickey, I was not able to locate Sora, but I sense Riku's presence in the world between. Trust your heart, and I know you will find him. Thank you. I promise I'll bring them both back safe and sound. Good luck, I guess, <laughs> lol. <laughs> this is all my fault, and I won't take accountability for it. Are we done with this game next time? Uh, probably not. The, uh, oh. there's a, Sora has like five boss fights, and oh. there's like an hour of lore between each one. Um, Damn. So, I mean, if we fucking speed run it, <laughs> mm -hmm. if we fucking GDQ this shit, we could potentially get it in one. And that'd be nice, but one or two. We've made a great clip <sighs> so far. Oh, you're sleepy. It's time for you to dream drop distance. What's the dream drop distance? Hey. Dream drop distance being the distance it takes for you to fall into your <laughs> own bed after doing an episode <laughs> of the show. Oh. Uh, where are you on the internet, Joe? Twitter.com slash ghost of Joe, ghost of J-O. And there you can find the other shows I do, such as Bed Bath Bionicle a show that uh, I'm very sleepy on because my friend Riley wakes me up first thing Monday morning and talks to me about the lore of Bionicle. Where are you on the internet, Wheels? On Twitter at TheTravisW and a podcast called Very Random Encounters where friends and I play tabletop role-playing games and randomly determine as much as is possible. You can find this show on Twitter at twitter.com slash MemorizeCast. You can, in our pinned tweet, Find a link to our Discord server and our Patreon, patreon.com slash MemorizeCast, where you can support the show, get episodes early, um, episodes early for the Kingdom Hearts-inspired actual play Interstitial, uh, which is also releasing on its own public feed at a slower clip. Um, all that's also in the show notes. 
in the description of this episode. Our theme music is a remix of Dearly Beloved by Leg Day, courtesy of Game Chops. And uh, Thanks, Game Chops. Thank you. And if for any reason you want to email us about questions on this show... Um, don't. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can. It's fine. Yeah, there's a, we have a memorizedcast at gmail.com, and then uh, there's also Twitter in the Discord. Did I hit all the notes? Well, there's Twitter in the Discord. There's Twitter and the Discord. I thought you said there's Twitter in the Discord, mm-hmm. and that's a name of a something. <laughs> there's Discord. That's like a song. That's a song there's right there. There's discourse in the Twitter. <laughs> this show is over, right? <laughs> we did it. Yeah, you say the you say the things. Okay. So that was Traverse Town again, the country mm-hmm. of Musketeers, mm-hmm. and Symphony of Sorcery. Got it. Memorized. And I'm Joe. Sugar We're Going Down podcasting is exactly what it sounds like. Each week, we get a random Fall Out Boy song and discuss it in various ways, such as... What are its merits musically? Is it a bop? Does it have chugs? It's lyrical complexity. Sometimes Pete writes a triple entendre, and sometimes he doesn't even finish the first entendre. Does the video make any goddamn sense, though? Usually, no. How gay does it make us feel? Usually, a lot of gay. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your personal podcatcher of choice and get a new episode every Wednesday until it kills us. Caitlin, is this more than you bargained for yet? Honestly, it already is. 